Anybody who wants to stay, we're going to talk about what we did. This is Digging Deeper, for anybody still in here. Um, and we'll get started here in a moment. All right, but yeah. Uh, before we start, this is a very, this is a heavy one, if you, if you go at it. But, but if you go at it with a full way, you see, I don't know, you find some encouragement, some lightness, and it's the heavy things are removed. That's the whole point of Repentance is to walk in the conviction of the Holy Spirit to leave things behind us that he's trying to prune off of us. So in that regard, that pruning happens through this, uh, through sharp and sharp words like we hear today. And yeah, we hit last week's um, about making ourselves right before the magi magistrate, kind of a good way to start this week's sermon and end last week's either way. Um, but then he goes into this either-or of repent or perish. And before we go in that route, Father, thank you for sending your son. Thank you. One of the reasons he came was to bring us into uh, repentance, invite us into that by commanding it of us. Um, repentance is necessary, impossible, and granted, because all things are possible with God. And so as we hear this, your word, um, help us to rejoice in our Savior, and may you prune off us those things that aren't in alignment with him, because we see his surpassing worth, and we agree by your grace that your way is the way. Jesus, you are that way. So do this work within us according to your great mercy and help us to walk in humility as we go and hear your word. It's for your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, so verse 1 in chapter 13. There were some present that very time who told him, about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. So that's a strange verse if you don't know the context. Um, I don't know the full story, I just briefly read in a commentary, because I, I don't think I've ever really dove in to see what he was talking about there. Um, there were some Jews that had made a pilgrimage during a Passover, and Pilate had sent uh, guards, and while they were going about offering their sacrifice, they killed these Jews. I don't know the reason, I don't know why, I don't know, um, that's really all I do know. But I just know, I know that they, there was, it was an ugly scene, and if, if there was an underground newspaper circulating amongst the Jews, this would have been a massively, um, this would have been the front page. 
this would have, as Leonard said, startled you. If I go to church, is this going to happen to me? And it's a, a way of the Roman Empire, especially Pilate's hold on where he was in Jerusalem, um, to make sure that they felt the weight of their uh, occupiers, Roman occupiers, um, and let them know that, hey, there's no place that we can't reach, and so we'll find you. This is what we'll do. I know that they, as well, they dismembered these people who were offering their sacrifices, and there was people and animals on the altar of God. And so that makes it all the more offensive if you're a pious Jew, because that's where you offer your sacrifice of an animal. It says here in my little notes, it said, it said Pilate may have killed the Galeans because he thought they were rebelling against Rome. Mm, okay. Anything that anybody did in that day, they were always rebelling against. Yeah. Everybody thought that it was against Rome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But that's just what it says. So and if you have a big Roman ego, then you probably think everything's about you. Yeah. Is this in the other Gospels? I didn't check. Is this in the other Gospels? You know, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look. I didn't look. Um, yeah. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Side here, it says Matthew no, no, it isn't. Is it Matthew 27? Let's look. Yeah, it's what uh, 13 1. It says Matthew 27 2. Matthew 27. That's the mobile thing said. Oh, that, that's a reference to uh, okay. When the morning came, imagine what you said too. And they bound him and led him. Oh, that's uh, yeah. that's the guard taking Jesus. Mm -hmm. They're using the uh. The Roman guards as a reference point oh, well, to it says 13, yeah because okay. yeah this this actually you're right uh, or uh, you're the, yeah this is the only gospel where this particular place is um, now that I yeah I remember now back before I switched my Bible to this one I think I remember reading in that one that that's what the deal was all right and he answered them there were some present okay. And he answered them, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than any of the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? So what he's saying here is um, it's not how they died that determines how wicked they were. It's that they died. Okay? And he's going to say it again here. He says, no, I tell you and he brings it right to them because I know I tell you but unless you repent see they're asking this question about other people's wickedness and so they did they must have done there's this calm this misconception in the air I must have done something very bad for the, they must have done something very bad for God to organize this uh, uh, this sovereign act of judgment on these people so that that's that's a stigma that they might have had at the time and it's still alive today uh, when we do or when we feel like uh, heavy, we'll start picture ourselves, what am I doing wrong? It doesn't mean you did anything wrong. You can feel that way without having done a single thing. Yeah, but I still do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sometimes I, go, I always go, wait a minute, what did I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the back of my mind, I always think, did I, I did yeah. that sin? I did this sin? I did, okay, this is why I'm getting penalized. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. Mm -hmm. um, but there is godly discipline. He does... Um, 
I'm not going to say he punishes us, us, because our punishment fell on his son, but he does discipline us because he loves us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If he loves you, he's going to do that regardless if you're doing everything right. <laughs> because there's no way we can do everything right. We're going to. He's always trying to get us to um, savor the moments that we're in and move on and uh, and he's fighting against our leftover sinful nature within us that has these really m these moments of just devouring sin in our life these our, our nature does it's not the way um our, our life has been delivered from that because that used to be the totality of us but now it's a weakened thing now that christ has moved in moved in christ came and took all the muscle out of it but it still has a little bit of life left in it until we go to be with the Lord. Yeah. Hey, Rich. Uh, when we raise our children, we tell them if they're right or wrong. Mm -hmm. That's only coming from me. Uh, but if the Holy Spirit tells us we're wrong, yeah. He's telling us to repent. Right. We're not telling our kids to repent. We're just telling them what's right and what's wrong. It's up to them where they and they'll say, "Oh, well, my parents uh, told me what how to." Modeling it and teaching them. There's. I we're going to talk about that in a minute. Tell somebody they're wrong, but what I can do is suggest. I said, well, "What do you think?" Oh yeah. And I don't get them to think. Well, right. Yeah, you're okay. right. Now I understand. But I think we don't do it that way. We just tell people, well, "You're wrong." Right. Uh, you know. But anyways, I got it. I, I got what you're saying. Yeah. I, I got it. Well, I think that's that's a good guidance for our children. Yeah. You know, because then when they fully become where Christ is really, you know, and then it'll be a little more of a true meaning. But they have to learn from example, right. you know, and uh, they watch us. So, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. So God has made me a man and that and he's made man to be uh, to have responsibility and walk in that responsibility well. And so as I lead my home, that means that I need to be the chief repenter in my house because I'm teaching that to point to Christ, to show the ultimate man. I have to be very open um, about the things I need to repent about because I'm going to step out of line. Some days I feel like I apologize to my kids for these, uh, maybe like a moment of impatience that I had with them, but I have to go and kneel down and say, Daddy, sorry. Daddy shouldn't have um, used his voice like that. Um, and they see us doing that. Like yeah. I always say, oh yeah, I screwed up here, and this is how I repented. 
I show them that. Yeah. But I can remember when they first eat both. You teach them it by beating it. You right. you you be repentant, and that teaches repentance. Yeah. So I don't want them to think, you know, like, well, mommy doesn't do anything wrong. That's not good either. But I can remember each one of my girls when they first sold their first candy <laughs> at the store. You know how they used to beat them down below. Yes. Each yeah. one of yeah. them would just grab it. You know, two, two inch, three. Grab it and put it in their pocket. My son jacked some suckers from Home Depot the other day. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I get in the car. Would you get that at the store? Yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. like, okay, we gotta go. I made it. Each one yep. go back yep. in, take it up, put it on the counter, and said, I did not pay for this. I did not. No, I was supposed to pay for it. Here's your two. Mm-hmm. And I said, and tell me you're sorry. Then mommy will pay for it. Okay. So then they, or I had them put it back. Well, but they don't know. They put it down yeah. below, and it wasn't there. You know what I mean? But they needed to learn that they can't do do that. That's how you did that. What? I, I used to give my, I'd make sure they wear hoodies and have big pockets, and I oh, asked them yeah, what they I got. Them in. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no, we walked it back in. Yeah. Yeah, it like makes you feel like you're a bad mom if my kid just stole a candy bar too. We're in for it. Yeah, when we're shopping, I gotta be mindful because yeah, I'm at the checkout and I was like, I didn't put this in the cart. Yeah. Yep. This huge bag of noodles come from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of them. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but they don't not yeah. uh, aware mm-hmm. because they see you go and you get this and put it in yeah. the basket, you're in that buggy, you know. So they just have to learn. Yeah. Kids and people people learn pedagogically. It's it's you learn by everything. It's so when you're praying, you're teaching them how to pray. When you're worshiping, you're teaching them how to worship. When you're um, saying you're sorry and repenting, you're teaching them repentance. So we teach by being. And that's how Jesus was, even when he was, even when he was doing this, he always led by example. Mm-hmm. Except in the repentance, because he had no need for no, repentance. No, but I mean, but, yeah. like, when he walked, he always did, <coughs> got baptized, he always showed what yeah. he was. Yeah. He was a hard worker, he wanted you to be a hard worker. When he said you'll do even greater works than these, he wasn't talking about, like, we're not able to do miracles, we're going to bear his character fruit. So we're always seeing the compassion of, we're the compassion of our Savior, how he, you know he's exhausted from his journey and his ministry, and he's healing, and the text says like he was healing all these people all day and hearing and listening, and his heart was never closed with compassion. So it'd be amazing to, we bear that fruit. We can't go around opening the eyes of the blind, only he can. We go and we, we're compassionate with people and we tell them the truth of the one who can do all these things. Um, uh, you know, Rich, another thing too is I don't get the credit for repenting. The Lord right. yeah. does he not lead us mm-hmm. to right repentance and that is one of the goodness of God. And I like right. that because mm-hmm. I don't, I, I can say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I mean, and just say you're sorry, but I think when the Lord talks about repentance, he's talking about what Leonard mentioned, that you were going in one direction, and all of a sudden, now we're going the other way. Yeah. We, you didn't change your direction. You were, it was changed. Yeah. And, and those who, are, who repent are those who it's granted to. It's almost like the Lord does it for us. It's conviction, I guess. Yeah, it, he does. <laughs> yeah, he commands it, so we know that it's absolutely necessary. And he, that's why I said... Repentance is these three things. It's necessary. We all must repent. And that's what this point of this text is. Because he's, because 
Look, he's going to say, no, I tell you, but unless you repent. So he brings it right to us. We see you, I see my name. No, that's me. Um, you will all likewise perish. And then he gives another example um, about this Tower of Shalom. So this, this or uh, Shalom. And he's, this would have been another newspaper article. This would have been like some, uh, 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 some, uh, something that was in the street. This was in the streets. This was a tragedy that happened. This is where were you when, you know, September 11th of JFK assassination. That's when, I don't know when this happened, but this event, it would have, they knew what he was talking about when he gave this example. And he said, uh, or those 18 on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them. Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem, and he names Jerusalem. So I tell you, no, I tell you, but unless you repent, he repeats himself again, you will all likewise perish. So he, he's saying, not even if you live in the holy city, it doesn't matter where you live, where you're from, how old you are, um, it doesn't matter. It's repentance is necessary for all people. Um, You will all perish, it says. All un yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Go ahead. I was wondering, like, repentance and stuff. You know how, like, like if you're an alcoholic or you have eating disorders or whatever it is, right? Dealt with both mm -hmm. of those. It's like you have to admit you have a problem before mm -hmm. you can deal with the problem. Mm -hmm. And repentance is kind of like that for me. It's like I admit it to him. You know what I mean? Even though he knows yeah. it, I still have to verbally admit it. And then I feel like, okay, now I'm on the track of working on it. Mm -hmm. I can't work on it until I can, that's how I feel. That's yeah, uh, Psalm 51, it says, surely you desire integrity in the inner man. That means you have to, there has to be a truth within you from God that's diagnosing things. And as the Spirit is convicting you, you're making the, full, the fullest confession that you can. Because repentance is confession and turning. Okay? So there's, and we'll talk about that. Uh, Verse in Ezekiel. No, you're good. This is where we're. Ezekiel 33. Oh no, I want to get there. Psalm 51. I'm in Ezekiel now. I was going to save this for later, but now that we're here. So, um, I'm going to. Oh man, I left so many open ways <laughs> um, to talk. Look, at, look there's some distinctions, some distinctions that he's going to make because I, I, I put some verse headers above this passage of scripture from other passages of, passages of scripture. Um, then I want to hang out in the Old Testament a little bit. There's more we could say before we go to this Ezekiel spot, but just before I get there, I want to say Martin Luther, his first. Um, when he wrote his 99, 95 theses, um, the first one was all of life is of repentance. And A.W. Pink um, says that um, the Christian who has stopped repenting has stopped growing. So we're always repenting. Uh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's good. Say that one more time because I want to write The down. Christian who has stopped repenting has stopped growing. We never run out of the need to stop progressing. You know, that's why you know, Christianity is, is not the, like a home we make for ourselves here. It's a trail we live on until we get to our home. Um, Does that make our salvation suspect then? Uh, uh, 
It could. If, if a person don't repent, uh, like you said, they stop. That means that they weren't in the faith. In other words, if God never really put us in the kingdom. Sadly, it could mean that. It could. Can we take, when God puts us in the kingdom, can we take ourselves out of it? No, we'll be unable to stop right. repenting because right. our nature has changed. Do believe that, right? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's this cheap repentance. That's a, it's a it's a just a confession. Just say you're a sinner, and then that's it. No, anybody can say they're a sinner. I can give intellectual assent. Yeah, I'm a sinner, but do I know that intimately in my being? That is. Am I working on the things that I sinned with too? That's important. You got to work on them. You can't just say, "Oh, I gave you this, Lord. Yeah, I did wrong." We have I'm to grow in holiness. Okay, and then the next minute I'm going back drinking. I mean, yeah. you gotta, right? Yeah. There has to be something like you said, like moving forward. There has to be that trajectory. You have to. You don't stay in one place too long. You do have to be progressing. And John the Baptist says, "Bear fruit in keeping with repentance," which is where Martin Luther probably got his first theses from. Um, now, if you're not working on that, right? But you still have. You still believe in Jesus Christ. You're going to heaven. We don't want to repent but for the people. Isn't that where you go, okay, well then what yeah. job am I going to get in heaven? Like, I'll, I'll say, I like, mean, I don't want the job where I'm going to be picking the, picking the corn. I want the job where I'm going to be picking the stuff of the Lord. You see what I'm trying to say? Like, if you, that's how I always thought. Oh, I'll take that job. That'd be fine. Like, you know, <laughs> I want to do that. I want to do I want to work with him. I want to do all this stuff, right? So I think to myself, well, I have to work on that here on earth. I mean, isn't he going to put us in a different job when we go to paradise? When he brings the Jerusalem down here, and this is all here for 2,000 years, and we're here and everything's perfect, we're going to have jobs to do, right? He's going to tell us what our jobs are, and I think according to what we've done on earth. Yeah, work was pre-fall, so work will be exist there. He's going to take the uh, sweat of our brow and the toil of the ground away, and we'll, we'll have jobs in heaven, I believe. Um, but our biggest, think of all the jobs that we have down here that, uh, that are a direct result of the fall. There will be no more hospitals because there'll be no more death or sickness. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. There'll be no more police because there'll be no more uh, crime. Yes, ill will against brothers or anybody else. No judges, uh, no courts. The, there'll be one judge, <laughs> one court, uh, and a slew of other things. No more ambulance drivers, no more. Simple. So our work there will be enjoying the work that he did here. This is the work of God that you believe in his son. So we're going to enjoy God forever. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. That's huge. For us atypical personalities, I hope God takes that away from me because I'll be always trying to go, oh, well, let's go have this meeting. Yeah. Oh, let's go that. Let's do this and that. Well, he just takes all this thing away. He'll, he'll call you when he wants the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go. We don't know, but we know we'll yeah. be joyful in it, whatever it is. Where am I? Oh. Um, so I had some pieces of scripture I wanted to read at the end. I had a lot more to say about all this, but we'll be here for hours, um, which is fine with me. But um, there's... Anyway, before we leave this section and get to the other scriptures, um, he takes these people, and he takes us along with him as we read this story of his comments from thinking they to thinking me. I need to repent. Um, and once again, repentance is 
necessary. It's impossible. But we remember the scripture says, Jesus is well teaching somewhere else. But with God, there's the key, all things are possible. And that's why number three, repentance is granted. The very faith that we have to believe on God is granted. And so is the repentance that comes within that faith. It's granted as well. Um, Paul tells Timothy, um, those Calvinistic verse you could probably find those pastoral letters, God may grant them. That's huge. There's, and it's, it's more places throughout the New Testament as well. But God's the one who grants our repentance. He commands it. We find our inability to do it. And so all we have to do is throw ourselves on the mercy of God and say, change me. And he, in that, he accomplishes his will and you get granted repentance in your desires they shifted the moment of your salvation and your justification, and they continue to shift through your sanctification. The woman in Acts was granted repentance. Yeah. What was her name? Lydia. Lydia. Ruth. Oh, Lydia. Yeah. So it's not like we're, yeah. we're making up stuff as, as what you're doing. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we don't. It's in the Word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Lord granted her repentance. Yeah. All right, there's some, just some scripture. We'll, we'll finish with this. Because so, there's, this is, this is, if you want to have a large view of God, if you want to raise your view of God, don't leave the Old Testament behind. You're going to read the Old Testament, and it's going, you're going to meet this strikingly holy God. And you can't do a thing if you have a pulse, but revere this God. Uh, he is either or, and Jesus is the, this exact same God, a man and he's going to tell us some things about ourselves. this is this would get me some emails if we were in a service right now I'm sure okay you know what I mean okay so <laughs> all right Ezekiel 18 21 and he's gonna repeat himself again in 33 and he says this starting in 21 this is just a this is gonna be a little chunk of scripture here but if a wicked person, remember that, if a wicked person turns away from his sins that he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does what is just and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the transgressions that he has committed shall be remembered against him for the righteousness that he has done. For the righteousness he has done, he shall live. We know from other parts of the scripture that this righteousness doesn't come from this, this man. But when a righteous person, now you read that, and if you don't know much about the Bible, or you don't know much about sin, or the fact that we have no righteousness, you'd probably see this as the good guy in scripture. But there is none righteous but Christ. So this is actually the bad guy in the text. But when the righteous person turns away from his righteousness, God's doing something here, and does, and does injustice and does the same abominations that the wicked person does, shall he live? None of the righteous deeds that he has done shall be remembered for the treachery of which he is guilty and the sin he has committed for them he shall die. 
So the righteous person dies and the wicked person gets life. So we can look at a text like this and see, well, I'm that righteous person, oh no. The Christian looks at this knowing that there is none righteous but Christ and said, no, I am the wicked person who's been showed mercy. So uh, well, we can read this and know that I must, I can read this text and I must not assume that I am this righteous person. I don't fall in this category because I am the wicked man who gets mercy. Not the righteous, because the righteous man doesn't get reward for his works. He can't help but sin. I can't help but sin. So I know who I am in this story. I'm the wicked man. Paul says that about himself. Wretched man that I am. It's like the man at the temple when he went up, he couldn't even lift his head. Right. R.C. Sproul said he makes a really good distinction between the kind, two kinds of repentance. And this isn't, this is about, I don't want to go too far into repentance itself, but he said there are sins of attrition and sins of contrition, okay? Attrition, you, you're like a kid who got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, I think is the reference he used. And you don't want punished, so you say you're sorry. But you don't, you don't really care about what you did. You know, that's what my kids do when they come and, or when I catch them doing some wicked thing that I always catch them doing. Um, and, but there's sins of contrition where you're contrite towards your nature. I am this. I did this. And there's a good kind of shame that you feel. It's a godly sorrow that Paul teaches in uh, 2 Corinthians 7. Um, there's a godly sorrow where you feel what God feels about your sin and, and you loathe yourself. And God actually prescribes in the Old Testament, loathe yourself for what you have done. That's this, that you don't know what's at stake. He wouldn't say that if he didn't love us, if there wasn't something massive at stake that he was trying to protect us from because God is perfectly just. God must punish all unrepentant sin. That's why it's necessary for all. So all unrepentant sin can only be punished, but all repented sin can only be shown mercy because of Christ. And Ezekiel 33. a little lengthier too, but and you son of man say to your house of Israel thus have you said surely our transgressions and our sins are upon us and we have wrought away because of them, how can we live they feel their sin say to them as I live declares the Lord I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked but that the wicked turn there's repentance from his way and live Turn back, turn back from your way, from your evil ways. Oh, this is a, I'm in verse 11 right now, getting ready to go to 12. Turn back, turn back from your wicked ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? The Lord refuses to buckle. That's how we know he does not change with the culture. You think this God changes with the culture? He's pleading with them. That's a, that's, the pleading is more than we deserve. It's amazing that God would even give us the opportunity. And you, verse 12, and you, son of man, say to your people, 
was talking to the prophet, Zeke, um, the righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him when he transgresses. And for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall. But for the wickedness of the wicked, those who know their state, he shall not fall by it, by his wickedness. When he turns from his wickedness. See the glory of what repentance gives us? See how we should be talking about it all the time? And the righteous shall not be able to live by his righteousness when he sins. Isn't that a startling verse? How can any of us feel like a good person when we read that verse? Your righteousness is not going to help you to stand. But the wicked is the one who will stand because he knows his wickedness and he will be shown mercy. Though I say to the righteous that he shall live, yet if he trusts in his wickedness and does injustice, none of his righteous deeds will be remembered. But if, but in his injustice that he has done, he shall die. Again, though I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, yet if he turns from his sins, he's, he's repeating himself. That's, you can see his heart here. He, it wouldn't repeat himself if he didn't, he said it in the first place, but he repeats himself. He's, you see his love, his compassion, he's reaching to teach the elect. Because they're the only ones that get it. And we'll talk about that later in the book of Luke. What it is to prove our election. Um, you surely die, yet if he turns from his sins and does what is just and right, if the wicked one restores the pledge Say, no, I'm gonna, I see the error of my ways. Comes to a sentence, his, uh, his senses, senses as the uh, prodigal son. Says, no, I'm going to go back to my father. If he restores his pledge, gives back to what he has taken by robbery, he uses the image of a thief here. If he makes, if he, if he does justice on his own in unrighteousness and makes his wrong right, to the extent of his ability, and walks in the statutes of life that's abide in the word of God, not doing injustice, so he stays on track. He bears fruit in keeping in repentance. He turns, he stays turned. He tries to fix what he broke in his sin. That's the nature that God gives a Christian. You do these things. That's the evidence that you've been given in your nature. He shall surely live. He shall not die. None of his sins that he committed shall be remembered against him. He has done what is just and right. And he did what was just and right because he was shown grace. He was given grace to do what's just and, is, what's just and right. He shall surely live. Two more spaces and then we'll close. Another one. This is God showing mercy to it. the same people in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 3, 12. Return, O faithless Israel. Will I not look on you? I will not look on you in anger, for I am merciful, declares the Lord. 
I will not be angry forever. Only acknowledge, there's that confession, acknowledge your guilt that you rebelled against the Lord. In Psalm 51 again, maybe we'll, we'll pray Psalm 51 at the close. Um, acknowledge your guilt that you have rebelled against your God. Because that's what sin is. It's, all a, it's, a, it's an exchange and a rebellion. And scattered your favors among foreigners under every green tree and that you have not obeyed my voice. The Lord's after you want a full, like the, the, the farthest journey is from pride to humility. I could, we could all go to China right now and that would be a quicker journey. Um, but the fastest journey is from humility to pride. That's shorter distance than that. Um, it's the, the humble in nature, the humbled in nature are those who have been granted passage through the narrow door to make the journey into repentance and life. And he says, return, we hear the call of our master, we hear our shepherd's voice. Return, O faithless children, declares the Lord, for I am your master, I will take you from one city to, and he goes about saying how he will bless them for this. Repentance, if there's no, repentance isn't just changing our ways, it's, it's turning to the Lord. You know, you're supposed to do a 180 from your sin to the Lord, not a 360 and go back to your sin, or a, whatever, or some other number and go somewhere else. Don't leave, I don't know, don't leave the bottle for the pipe or something. That would get me in trouble too. Um, but I want to close with this. This is Micah 7. Might be wrong about that. Let's go to Micah first. And Micah is one of those little books. Okay. Yeah, Micah 7. This is Micah. Micah 7, verse 7. But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. There's the faith that comes with the new nature. Rejoice not over me, O my, my, oh my enemy. The enemy could be our the little attorney that arises up in us and keeps our guilt and shame going. Rejoice not over me, over my, or Satan, or someone else. Be anything, it could be us. Rejoice not over me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him. Until he'll feel this way in the aftermath of his sin, until, until he pleads my cause and executes judgment for me, he will bring me out to the light, I shall look upon his vindication. The Lord is our only hope. Salvation is not doing a bunch of things to acquire salvation. Salvation is seeing you can, no, you can do no thing to acquire salvation and casting yourself in the mercy of the Lord. That's the gospel. And I'm gonna end there. I didn't get to the last part of the verse. I wish I could, but yeah. It is my spirit and my very soul 
just means that truly is like exhaustion to repent to the Lord. It's it's almost takes your breath away mm -hmm. to just have this coolness of your spirit and his spirit in the process of you know asking for forgiveness and truly being sorry mm -hmm. it's it's an overwhelming uh, yeah it's keep us from drifting yeah but it's 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 almost hard to explain the the spurs that we feel and the immensity of that feeling that's how God perseveres his saints. We hear all the warnings that, that turn other people off and they turn us to him. And we feel the weight of them just like anybody else would. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I understand. I'll just say this. I thought I would get through this pretty quickly. <laughs> I always think that, yeah. It is, yeah. No, it's fine. I, it's okay. Um, some people now who can hear these things and, and, I, and they receive them. Um, I pray for that same work to be done throughout our church, that we would be a church who opens your word and lets you speak to your people and, and, and let your word do its work. Um, I don't want to make soft what you make sharp or make light what you make. This is supposed to be every bit, we're supposed to feel every syllable of this. But at the same time, because of the grace of our Savior, it doesn't crush us because he was crushed for us. Thank you that you have done this for us. You are our only plea. Thank you. May we bear fruit in keeping with repentance. May we, when we're graced by the Holy Spirit and the conviction of something in our life, our thinking, oh, may we run to our Lord, receiving the invitation to be changed and sanctified. And when we go back to our vomit and our old ways, yet, I, yet a righteous man fall six times, no seven, he will rise again. The righteous ones are the ones who were made righteous, who were once wicked. And that wickedness is still within us, and we know it. And it's our daily battle and our confession that we want it to be removed, as much as we love it at times. And we do. I do. Uh, I can't wait to the love affair with this world to be over. And when we fully walk into your kingdom, we won't miss it for a second after being there for a second. May we taste of that now. May we taste of it when temptation comes. Thank you that we get to pray these things. They're too wonderful for us. 
And thank you for your words and your promise. Thank you, Jesus, for just you. And it's for your wonderful name and your glory, we pray. Amen. That was really good to me, Hard to explain it's my own personal Guess what I'm trying to plan for October? A ladies' retreat that 